0: Hello, welcome, and kumusta, and thank you for joining me today. My name is Hao. I am your occupational therapist. In this episode, I would like to talk to you about continuum of healthcare. So, continuing or continuum of healthcare. Why is it important? It is really important for you to know what it is because once you know this, you will know what to do with wherever you go. So if you're in a hospital, you know what to do. If you're in the community therapy team, you'll know what to do. Yeah? If you're in a rehab facility, you'll know what to do. You'll know what your roles will be. This is because the continuum of healthcare, it defines what you would be doing. They are just named in so many different types. They have many different names, but at the end of the day, it's all the same thing. So when we talk about continuum, what does this mean? So in in medicine, it describes the delivery of healthcare over a period of time. In patients with a disease, it covers all phases of the illness from diagnosis to end of life. But when it comes to continuum of healthcare, it covers all areas from people being in the community and as soon as they go back out from the hospital. So the first continuum is called primary care. You've heard about this, I am sure. But because you've heard about this, nobody seems to really understand. I have yet come across with somebody who really understands primary care. So really, primary care is... Wellness promotion and illness prevention. That's the main responsibility of primary care. So, wellness promotion and illness prevention. So, the principle is, if you keep people healthy, they are not going to get sick. And if they're not sick, they don't need to go to the hospital. Okay? So, that's the best. Prevention is better than treatment. Okay? So, when you see some adverts in the te- uh, on the television when you watch and you say cigarette smoking is dangerous for for, uh, for your health, uh, it just means that the government doesn't want people having any more cancer, lung cancer. So it stops them from having cancer. So this is a primary care initiative. Or what about the uh, don't drink and drive? Yes, that's also a primary care initiative. Or... Stop eating sugar because you'll have a diabetes. Yeah, that's it. Or if you see stroke, act fast. Now, this is also a primary care initiative. Or know what to do. Stay alive. You know, teaches you how to do CPR. Okay? So, primary care is all about wellness promotion and illness prevention. So, this means if you're an occupational therapist working in a primary healthcare facility, Yeah, You are promoting wellness and you are preventing illness. So, the question then is, can an OT then work in a weight loss training program facility? Of course you can. That's fine. You can do that because that is all about wellness promotion. What about uh, uh, can you work in a, a fitness program? Yeah? You know, building all these muscles. Yes, you can. It's also wellness promotion. You can justify it. There is a role there for you. You just don't want to take it. Okay? So, the primary care is, what about, ooh, stop smoking program? You can do that too. It's primary care, isn't it? Yeah? Keeping people happy in the community. You can do that too. It's primary care. Okay? So, really, the services that are out there for primary care, it's just so many names. But at the end of the day, they just want people fit and healthy. So, it can be services from the GP services, yeah? If they're a little bit ill in the community, maintain that. Prevent that from getting worse. If they have, uh, like, chest infection, the, the GP services will give antibiotics, so that they don't develop uh, any further problems, keep them in the community. So primary healthcare is everywhere in the community, up to the point where there are people that are stopping people from getting admitted to the A&E. So when people are getting prevented from being in A&E, they're called the you know, Hospital Admission Prevention Team or the Rapid Response Team or whatever name team. They name it so differently. False Prevention Team, isn't it? It's their primary care. So the role of OT will be to do what they can do to keep people in the community and to keep people healthy. That's number one easy now once a person becomes ill and it cannot they cannot be managed in the community anymore okay the next stage where they go to is the secondary secondary healthcare the second stage yeah now this you need the patient is ill so they need to see a the specialist a, a, like proper medical doctor because they need intensive uh, medical care, you know, so daily checks. Okay, They might need specialist medication that the GP service cannot do. So IV antibiotics, they can do that. People will need some diagnostic equipment like CT scans and MRI. Yeah? This is now the secondary care. And these secondary care services, they take the form of a big district general hospital unit. Yeah, it's a general hospital because a lot of services are there. So you can have the elderly services, you can have surgical services, you can have uh, f- uh, orthopedic services, you can even have uh, heart services in there. You know, you can have stroke services because in, in some ways these are very common conditions that can be managed in a district general hospital. So, when an occupational therapist is working in a district-district general hospital, the main responsibility of an occupational therapist is to assess their functional abilities. That's number one. Make sure that the condition has not affected their functional abilities. That's the two. Okay, the second one. And then the third one is you need to get the person home as soon and as quick as possible to allow more people in need of those beds, to allow more people in need of those diagnostic tools, they have more access to those diagnostic tools and equipment. Okay, And then the last, if the person is not safe to go home, it will be up to the secondary care therapist to make recommendations as to where these people can go. We'll talk about that later. So there you go. In a secondary care facility, an occupational therapist will do a quick assessment of a person's functional abilities. That's their duty. And then make sure that nothing has gone wrong and the person can still go home technically. Yeah. If they cannot go home, then the therapist then will make recommendations as to where they can go next. And that will be the third stage, which is the tertiary care facility. Okay. Now, what are the three things that are very essential for a patient before a patient can go home? The functional mobility, that's one the second is a person's independence with their toilet hygiene they should be able to wipe their bottom and then the third one is that the person should be able to call for help emergency response they should be able to call for help whenever they require to do so that is called emergency response it just means that they're not confused Now, if these three things are achieved, then the person can go home. The therapist then can make recommendation for the person to go home. If the person can achieve these three things, but they are not yet able to do all the other things that they were doing, like dressing, showering, meal preparation, yeah. if they cannot do these things, then the secondary care therapist will now pass the case over to the tertiary care therapist. And what is the tertiary care, the third level? So in this case scenario, where the person can achieve safety with functional mobility, toilet hygiene, and emergency response, But they're not yet safe with all the other ADL abilities that they were doing before. Yeah. Then they can go home and then the therapist will make recommendations for follow up community therapists that will enable this person to be independent. It's almost like rehabilitation at home. Yeah. So this is now called community-based tertiary care. Yeah, it's like rehab at home. Now they have many names. Some people call it intermediate care services. Some people call it reablement services. Some people call it rapid response. Some people call it community care services. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the responsibility is the same, which is to optimize and to return the patient back to their previous level of function at home. Okay, So if you are the therapist working in a community-based tertiary care service, your objective is to get them back to the level where they were. So It means if they are not yet cooking safely, get them to cook safely. If they cannot transfer to the bath, that's the time where you can practice that. Okay? If they are not walking outside safely, that's the time where you can practice that as well. So that is community-based tertiary care service. Now, if the person is not yet safe. Do you remember I mentioned three things? Functional mobility, toilet hygiene, and emergency response. If the patient is medically optimized in the District General Hospital and they're not yet safe with their mobility, they're not yet safe wiping their bottom or they cannot call for help or they get confused, then they need, but they're medically optimized, they need to go to an inpatient tertiary care facility. yeah, Where there are nurses, where there are carers, doctors doesn't necessarily have to be there all the time because patients are medically stable. Now, this tertiary care inpatient facility, now again, they have different names. Some people call it rehab hospital, community rehab unit, Sometimes they call it optimization bed, okay? Intermediate care bed, convalescence bed, okay? So if you're a therapist working in that area, you just have a longer time. But all you need to do is to get the person to achieve the three things safety with functional mobility, safety with their toilet hygiene, and make them able to call for help. If you're able to do these things, yeah, and they're safe to do this, then the person can go home. Now, if they're not yet optimized, again, with their meal preparation and bathing, and they're not independent, and there is a chance for them to be so, then after that, the community, uh, the inpatient tertiary care service Therapist will now pass it on to the community based tertiary care service, which is again reablement care. Yeah, so the tertiary care has two phases in summary, really. They can be inpatient or they could be community based. Okay, now. Every now and again, there will be some problems that takes place and this place, this, this, this problems, these problems, when they happen, you know, the problems, the effect can be catastrophic. And these problems can be uh, head injury or spinal cord injury or burns or a major trauma. Okay, so when these things happen, then the person then go into a specialist facility. And this specialist facility, they don't have A&E. Okay, they call this now the quaternary service, quaternary care service. Okay. This is an extension Oh, this is. These are very specialist area, okay, that is focused only on the things that they are specializing on. So, like, for example, a spinal cord injury facility, you know, perhaps Sheffield or Stoke Mandeville. So, you got that. Uh, Burns Unit in Chelmsford, you know, that's, that's that. That is a, uh, you know, Burns or specialist facility. So, there could be military hospital, but that's a... Uh, different service altogether, but on special cases only. Like, for example, uh, a heart hospital, uh, say Herfield Hospital, or a Royal Brompton Hospital, you know, which would be specialized in, in, in lung conditions, or Royal Papworth Hospital, okay, heart and lungs, okay. So people go into these quaternary care facility. Now, back in the days i think there was an effort to have head injury unit in uh, in hospitals or spinal cord injury unit in hospitals but the problem is the uh, th- the cases doesn't happen often and it's very hard to find clinicians so what the government did is they have placed like specialist centers around the country to meet the needs of the people And so, the role and responsibility of a therapist working in a quaternary care service is to provide that specialist care, that specialist attention. Okay? Because, apparently, those people in the tertiary care don't have that skill. Okay? But these are all essential and basic, really. However, the condition is, whether it's head injury or spinal cord injury, if you're a skilled therapist, you'll be able to do it. Yeah, But I think the training program in the United Kingdom is not the same. So it's not very specialist. You have to specialize on those areas because those things are not taught in the university. Yeah, spinal cord injury, head injury, You know, you, they don't give you that experience. But in a quaternary care facility, your responsibility would be to provide that rehab. Again, the rehab should be a restorative rehab. Okay, You don't compensate straight away. You do the therapy. If you have a head injury, you have a cognitive impairment, do that retraining. If you have motor impairment on the upper limb, restore that upper limb. So that's where you can do that. Yeah. Now. There are some specialist facility say for example uh, heart and lung hospital but they can just be uh, they can be surgical hospital for example so if they are a surgical hospital like a transplant hospital or you know it may be specialist it may be quaternary but it's a surgical hospital just the same So when it is a hospital, it will be the same principle if it is treated like a surgical care is straightforward after the recovery. It's all about uh, once you get the internal organs working properly and the wound is managed properly. yeah. So I think it's just a very straightforward rehabilitation because you've resolved the problems by having a surgical procedure. So now, the person should just have enough time to stand, to walk, go to the toilet. Yeah. If you're in a quaternary care facility, sometimes you cover places from from different parts of the country and then you cannot provide that therapy. You may have to pass it on to the local rehab unit, which is the tertiary care inpatient facility. Or sometimes, you may have to pass it on to the District General Hospital again. Because these District General Hospitals have the support of the rehab or the optimization hospitals or the rehab beds around, around them. Whereas these uh, specialist hospitals, they don't say the specialist hospital is in London. They do the operation in London. And the person lives in Newmark Newmarket or Newcastle. Yeah. Those therapists in London will not be able to do an access visit in Newcastle. So they'll have to pass it on to the hospital. They have to pass on the patient to the hospital. Okay. Where they come from. And that is the Quaternary Care Service. Yeah. So there you go. They have four very essential and very basic continuum of care service. It'll be the primary care, which is wellness promotion. Secondary care, which is the uh, addressing the medical needs. Okay. You have two phases of tertiary care, which is inpatient and community based. And you have the quaternary, which is the specialist center. Again, the responsibility of, in primary care, wellness promotion. You can do education. You can have prevention. That's fine. Now, if you're in the secondary care, you will do ADL assessment. You facilitate the discharge. It's okay to do that because that is the role. Now, if you are in a tertiary care inpatient, you get them safe to get them home again. And if you're in the tertiary care community-based, you enhance their abilities so that they can revert back to the prior level where they were. And if you are in the quaternary care service, you restore and you provide that specialist therapy skills that you have if it's a head injury provide that service if it's a spinal cord injury provide that service if it's a surgical service eh, it's not too it's not too special really well you know obviously the skills of the surgeons are very special but then surgery is surgery you know it's uh after the surgery you would expect that the person should be back to where they were Okay, I hope you have learned something today. We have talked about the primary care, secondary care, tertiary care, quaternary care. Now, what I'd like you to do now is I'd like you to talk amongst yourselves, talk about where you are, and have an understanding of what service do you provide. For example, if you're in the community, what's your role in the community? If you are, say for example, in the community and you're doing major adaptations. So technically you're keep there's no rehab in there, but you're keeping the person steady and stable and keep them have make them have a better quality of life in the community, then that would have been a primary care. That's a primary care service. But if you are in a short term rehab area you know, community hospital, where most of your patients come from a big district general hospital, then you can do the rehab, yeah, to the level that you can discharge the person back home. Then you are in a tertiary care facility, yeah, and that is inpatient. But if you are a therapist who's working in the community for up to six weeks, with the point of assessing their care skills or to enhance their abilities, then you are in a tertiary care facility, but it's community-based. And if you are one of those very few therapists who's working in like specialist centers like burns unit, heart centers, lung centers, yeah, then you are in a quaternary care facility and you still do the same things. As an occupational therapist, you will be assessing their ADLs, their occupational engagement. Yeah? There you go. So have that discussion, guys. Have that conversation amongst each other. Grow together. Talk about it. Uh, Just remember, anything you do matters and has an outcome. Until next time. Bye.